Mark Sanders is an engineer and industrial designer who's best known for his creative design of folding bikes. His first bike originated as a postgraduate design project. I'd gone back to college to study industrial design engineering as a postgraduate and I needed a project and I also commuted from Windsor into London and so um, something that combined cycling with other forms of transport seemed ideal. To get started, he drew up a specification of how he wanted his bike to perform and then made a detailed review of the state of the art in folding bikes. There are lots of folding bikes, but they all try and be as small as possible. Seeking a new and simpler concept, he was inspired by another folding transport device, the baby buggy. The key thing about the McLaren baby buggy is when it's folded up, it's not actually as small as possible, but it's long and thin. Uh, and it's like a walking stick with wheels on the end. I thought, well, why not apply that concept to a folding bike? Instead of trying to fold it really small, make it long and thin with the wheels together at one end. Sketching played the crucial role in Mark's exploration of how to turn his basic idea into a concept design. Like the process before, I immersed myself in the problem and really tried to think of every possible way of making a structure that could fold up into a long form, th thin shape. Um, and this is where I use the sketching as a sort of dialogue with myself to try and um, have an idea and then sketch it to then refine it between my head and the sketchbook. And I really didn't really worry about which ideas were good and which ideas were bad. I just got down as many ideas as possible at this stage to really try and cover the whole of the area. To decide which of his many concepts might work, he needed to categorise them and narrow them down using the criteria in his specification. It boiled down to basically two shapes, the, the triangular shape um, and an, an X-type configuration. And, and so what I did here was to, to put the different drive arrangements along the different frame arrangements and, and check back that they all must fold into a, a long, thin shape. There were also practical and engineering factors to consider. For example, we can't have a, a chain which crosses a joint um, or a belt which crosses the joint and so, so some ideas were automatically um, thrown out due to these um, practical considerations. The next step was to make some very simple models. Sketches for something very three-dimensional, like a, a bicycle, have their limitations. And the only way to really explore how, for example, three tubes might be realigned into a long, thin stick is to make models. And so the little wire models were an ideal way of exploring, very quickly, these three-dimensional shapes. Mark decided that the triangular frame was the way to go. I really wanted to have something which hadn't been done before because one of the ideas was to, to, to patent the, the design and try and put it into production myself. And so I didn't want to infringe anybody else's patent. It had technical advantages too. A triangle is inherently stiff and is basically just three tubes and three joints and so it, it really stood head and shoulders above the rest. Getting from sketches and wire models to the real thing involved some engineering science. He started doing very rough calculations on bending moments and weight distribution on the triangle, just to see that it was feasible. 
As the project progressed, the calculations became more and more sophisticated, looking at the actual materials proposed and wall thicknesses and other details. A key element of the original specification was that folding and unfolding the bike was as easy as possible. This required creative ideas for components like the front joint. The front joint is the first thing that disconnects on, on the bike. Uh, and so I try to think of other things in, in the world which disconnect and are obvious to use mm -hmm. so that people wouldn't have to have a long learning time on using the bike. And then it struck me that a, a car seat belt uh, joint is just the sort of mechanism um, I would like for the, the joint on the bike. And in fact, more than that, I, I thought maybe I could actually use an existing car seat belt mechanism yeah. when I could find one the right size and one that fitted in with the action of lifting up the front tube. Um, I, I used a car seat belt um, for the first prototype. To make sure that the bike was actually going to be rideable, the next stage was to make a full-size mock-up cobbled together out of bits of old bicycle. The fully adjustable joints and fittings helped Mark to come up with a final design, the first triangular frame folding bike. Eventually, he found someone prepared to set up a company and manufacture a commercial version of the bike, called the Strider. Its great strength was the simplicity of its folding mechanism. It was a considerable commercial success, with some 25,000 sold worldwide. As a folding bicycle design, it, it won on simplicity, um, but it didn't win on long distance ability. And I think that was the main criticism of it. They pointed out that it wasn't good for tall people, that um, it wasn't as stiff as some of the mountain bikes they're used to riding, and that its handling wasn't as secure as a mountain bike. The feedback we got from users from the Mark I was that uh, people wanted a bike which they could use for longer distances, more like a conventional bike. Uh, they wanted something that was stiffer, handled more like a conventional bike, and also had more knee room. And so the changes between the Mark I and the Mark II uh, are basically an increase in frame length, which gives the knee clearance, and at the same time the steering geometry was altered to make the handling a bit more predictable, like a conventional bike. The other feedback we got from users was they wanted a much flatter package which could fit into the overhead lockers on trains and buses, uh, particularly on trains. And, and so we had some folding handlebars added, which makes the whole thing very narrow in this plane. After a spell away from the company that made his bikes, Mark was invited back to help design the next generation of striders. Well, moving from the Mark II to Mark III was a fantastic opportunity because um, the production was going to be moved from the UK to Taiwan and they asked me to see if I could redesign it and take out all the user feedback problems that they'd been having. And at the top of the list were making the bike handle like a regular bike and also making it as stiff as a regular bike. The move to Taiwan has made lighter and stiffer all-metal construction economically viable. The major thing, I think, was moving a lot of the parts from which were previously plastic to aluminium uh, and welded construction, which is actually as cost-effective in Taiwan um, as plastic construction is in the UK.
Mark still uses sketching to create and develop his basic ideas and concepts. Sketching is, is still my main way of generating ideas. Um, I still fill loads and loads of pieces of paper with, with sketching. I can't refine an idea unless I've sketched it down and thought it through and added. He now makes much greater use of computer-aided design. I've used CAD in a big way now and it, after the initial stage of sketching, I find it's, it's a way of refining down to which prototypes to make. Rather than having to make 10 prototypes, the CAD system helps me decide which ones are worth making and then maybe just make one. I also like to make physical models and that can either be handmade models out of wood just to check how things feel and how you hold them for example or also um, parts made out of solid aluminium for example which need to take loads. Now these parts are made directly from the CAD data using a computer numerically controlled machine uh, to actually mill them out of solid aluminium and then they can be tested with real live loads. Now that technology has been hugely helpful in this development process. Even with CAD there's still a need for physical test rigs. The, the full-size test rigs are absolutely vital because Handling is such a subjective thing. Um, there's no way a computer could simulate what a bicycle feels like to ride. No way. It may be able to work out the, the stiffness, but it doesn't give you the feel of a bicycle. And so the only way is to make a, a test rig. And I particularly like fully adjustable test rigs where things can be subtly changed to see the effect on the handling. This is the adjustable test rig that was used to optimise the frame geometry to make the handling really good for the Mark III. Every aspect of the frame is completely adjustable, from the steering axis to the length of the tubes and also the height of the handlebars. And using this and lots and lots of hours of testing using riders who hadn't ridden the Strider before, we found the optimum steering geometry. And in fact, it was quite different from what all the theories suggested. The production version of the Mark III incorporates all the optimum features from the test rig. As far as the ride goes, it feels much more like a non-folding bike. It's still really fast to fold. And now a magnet has been added to pull the wheels firmly together when the bike is being wheeled along. But the Mark III is far from the end of the line for the Strider. There are several improvements that uh, are still in the pipeline for the, the Strider, and that includes gears, um, electric power versions, even lighter versions, maybe even different materials. My personal ultimate goal is not actually to make it more complicated, um, but to keep it as simple as possible and, and ideally make it as light as possible. One of my driving philosophies is to make design affordable, in other words, design within reach. And so um, one ideal thing for the Strider would be to keep the costs down so that it's an affordable, useful product that a lot of people can get benefit from. Um, I obviously totally uh, believe in it and believe in its advantages of being able to link other forms of transport. But I'd like to be able to offer that to as many people as possible.